You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter, or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Sports Day, the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au and Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Hey, good evening, Mount Blight and David Wildey for Budget Car and Truck Rental. This is Sports Day SA. If you're moving a house, just use a team that's easy and affordable. That's Budget Car and Truck Rental. Get on the road faster. The number. 13-27-27. Malcolm Jack Blight, how are you? Uh, I'm good, David. Yeah, it's a nice day today. You played your golf. You yeah, a bit better. Still, still scrubbing too many holes, but hit some nice shots today. So it didn't have those horrible shanks and only one bunker, so it wasn't too bad. Now, now we know the teams are out uh, for the grand final. Uh, Sydney have dropped, well, supposedly, Logan McDonald in for another a ruckman type, Hayden McLean. Yeah, he's a big boy, big Hayden boy. McLean. Yeah. Uh, can kick a goal too. He's played about, what, 30-odd games? So. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's played 17 games this year, the youngster. So I wonder... Uh, that may it, change. It, it, it's all about Reed, isn't it? Whether he comes up, he's had that groin uh, problem. So you just wonder whether Reed will play. Anyhow, that's what they said. And the Just caps... on that, let's play the grab, see how, um, I think Mark Reve, how uh, Reed is going. Oh, look, we've been confident all week. I mean, he was a bit sore throughout the game, so we didn't want to take any risks. And um, we just have to wait till today and see how he goes. What does he have to do with Sam today? Is he going to be joining May training? Or uh, he look, he'll do a bit of work and a bit of running, and then um, we've just got to see how he pulls up from that. And how has he been this week? Because obviously he's had a lot of highs and lows in his career, but this must be a pretty tough one. Oh, look, he's such a professional, and, you know, as I said, it progressed really well through the week. and. You know, he's done his rehab protocols and his recovery work all week. And, um, yeah, look, we expect him to be good. That was Jared McVeigh, uh, not Mark. Of course, Mark yeah. was at the Giants. But, um, you know, when they took him off, when he came off last week, Sydney were in a very strong position, mm. weren't they? Do you reckon he might have just tweaked and think, hang on, he, he, he saw he'd get him off? Uh, Is he, we, we've seen that, pictures of him kicking, it, it was, uh, running. It, yeah, that's right. He looked half okay, didn't he? Mm. I wonder if... Uh, I just don't know why you'd want to upset that. I always worried about that, grandfather. Let's go. Let's go with what we've got. I mean, you can be tricky or not tricky. I know. That, and that's I'm surprised if they're yeah. bringing in another big – because he's quite cumbersome. Um, yes, he is. Big Hayden McLean, whereas Reed's quite mobile and Logan McDonald's quite mobile. So, not sure. And Holmes are going to take a – I mean, that's amazing. When he, he came off, he looked like he'd been shot. He's banging the, banging the dirt and that, banging his head in the dirt. And they said, well, we had something back-related. So, look, hopefully the young man, he's a very good player. Yeah. Very good player. Yes, he is. And uh, let's talk about the grand final just for a minute. And I know I've, people have probably – I've done this. The last 10 years grand finals, David, uh, the average winning margin, average, is 40 points. Exactly yes. 40 points. I think it would have been um, added to last year. What would Melbourne win by about 80? Yeah, something 70 or 80? Like, yeah, 70 something, I think, yeah. So, but that's 10 years. That's a – Good ones and bad ones. And the average winning score. And this is actually when I coached. I know this one you told me. Yeah. 15-11. 15-11. 101. 
15 goals 11 average. Um, you know, there's ups and downs on that. but And that's why, you know, when you're kicking seven, eight, nine goals, if you're a coach in this competition and you think that's going to get you anywhere, no, team defence is only part of the game. It is not all the game. We've said that for a while. I've just felt like in the in the finals, it's, it's, it's freed up a little bit. Has the footy been a bit better to watch? Yeah, I think Fremantle are still a bit defensive yeah. the way they play. But both Geelong and Sydney are high-scoring teams and they've also got a pretty good defence. So that's why it should be a great game. Um, I'm, I'm leaning towards Geelong. I just think they've had the perfect preparation, really have, and they've got some big guns. It's almost a, a fairy tale story for Dangerfield. Hawkins has been there before, Selwood, Duncan. Uh, and they've got a lot of young kids. I like to conning young, young Guthrie. I mean, there's a few there, Holmes, uh, Stengel, so a few there. And just on a sad note, there's someone that um, we interviewed a few years ago now and had been part of the football world, David, that you knew, of course. Yeah, Chris Grigg has passed away, of course, had motor neurons. Um, son, uh, Mitch Grigg was his son. And uh, you called him Mr. Athelstan. I think you're right. Yeah. Too, yeah. He really was. Um, he, he taught, When you hear people talk about Chris, it's um, in his last year and a half or two years of his life been really difficult. He was even communicating basically by his eyes mm. on a computer. But... They fight so hard. I mean, they yeah. fight for every breath. For and and well done, Chris, because um, he's been, he was diagnosed quite a few years ago. And sometimes motor neurons can get you in three months. And and we're seeing uh, Neil Danaher and and Chris Gregg, the other two ones we know in football. But yeah, sad day. And uh, as he said, he fought a he sort of fought a very good fight. But a sad day for the the Gregg family and football in general. Yes, indeed. Um, can I just ask you something? Besides. Yeah. I've been on the golf course. I miss a bit, and of course, the big news broke last night with um, with uh, Chris Fagan and Alistair Clarkson being brought into this horrible allegations um, from Indigenous players back. Yeah, you know, maybe I think it started about ten years ago. Has there been any update today on from either uh, Clarkson or or Fagan? There has. We read out Clarkson's last night, who was who was most uh, was distraught. Distraught. Well, Chris Fagan today, if oh no, he is. I'll just – this is a quick few words. He is deeply distressed. And if you think that was put on and not fair income, then you're not living on this planet. He was unbelievably distressed. He denies categorically yeah. any wrongdoing re-First Nations players. Now, I don't know him personally. I know of He's him. He's coaching four or five now, now uh, isn't I mean, he? But the way he goes about his business – he looks like a father figure to me, yeah, yeah. Chris Fagan. And one of the things, David, I'm just struggling to find how how this whole review got out without talking to two, obviously, the people involved. It, well, the one that have been accused. accused. And, they're st- I mean, they're, they're good people. We know they're good people. How this gets out, and now so many – and hey, there's a lot of people go, oh, Hey, hang on, let's get rid of them out of the competition. Let's get rid of them from coaching. Oh, but, yeah, I mean, some that, of, I mean that, some of the... it really annoys me. I mean, you know, I've always been fair. Hang before they have a trial. trial. Yeah, I, I am really... Oh. Malcolm, I, don't, I know this, but if if that was me and I did not say that and I've been accused of that and I did not say that, I'd say get every lie detector you can find in the world. They're yeah. about 80%, 90%. Uh, just I'm happy. And I think even doing that, tends to show that you're not scared of anything. You're not scared of anyone. But how, how do you clear your name when A, B, C have said this was said? And, and you, you you made a, a very good point. You can Things can get distorted over time and, and by passing from one to another. Yeah, absolutely. And I've just – I mean, it'll come out hopefully, and, and hopefully it's, it's done properly. But 
One of the things is, and I know this myself, and I, I you know, I've done this many times. You know, you hand a piece of paper and you, you try and remember it, and you can't remember it. You know, you think that, and, and the only thing I, this is me, and this is this is a real layman's, and this is what I hope happened, and maybe it's been misinterpreted by the players, player, players. I'm, I'm not quite sure, but you know, if you say, look, if if you've been in this relationship, and you know, and someone's got pregnant, um, you know, what do we want to do about that? Now, that can lead down a lot of paths and a lot of suggestions. And just saying, are you going to keep the baby? And I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I don't yeah, know I what know, I'm talking about, you know. And, and that becomes a conversation then between the player and, and the, obviously the partner. Yeah. And, the, and all those things. And if that's 10 years later or eight years later is construed to be something that it's not, that then becomes another issue, David. And when did these allegations surface recently? If you, You're right. It could be a time frame of six, eight, ten years. Yeah. And the memory dims, but oh, as I said, I, you, we, you don't want to be too quick to to hang Fagan and and Clarkson. So they've, they've had no trial, whether well, not a fair trial. They've had no trial yet. They need to be able to at least put their point of view across. Can I just say something also? One of the things that always interests me is that there is an accuser and the accused. How come the accused is named but the accuser's not? That's a good point too. That's a good point. Yep. Uh, and, uh, I mean, surely all names should have been kept secret too. There was a yeah. a fair trial. Now it's out there. And, and mud does stick. You yeah, know, people say, oh, yeah, yeah Clarkson, he was the but, – but my first thought of those two men, now, as I said, be like if someone said that about you, I said, no, I'd say no way, no way. No, I know him. I know what he's like. I know how he treats people. There's no way. And I feel that way. I don't know Chris Fagan well. I've met Alistair Clarkson, you know, two or three times. But um, my first thought would be – they wouldn't say they're not going to go and tell you to abort a child, surely. Anyhow, it's going to come out, and um, let's let's just hope it's fair. Um, let's go to Malcolm. Uh, we spoke about Chris Greig and very sad day. Hi, Malcolm. Yeah, g'day, guys. Yeah, pretty shattering day. While we always knew it was coming, um, look, just immense respect for Chris and Sam. Um, Sam, his wife, but just an incredible relationship. Her love, empathy, compassion, care. A few of us tried to get her to get some, take some Sam time as well in the last couple of years, but no one in the world. And look, um, they had a, Athelstan had a day. Uh, we had a motor neuron day at Nord, but Athelstan had one and I ended up doing the raffle out there. And it was, that day was the most extraordinary day's footy I've ever been at, where the result of the game was really completely irrelevant. And look, when you're walking around doing a raffle at the footy, you know, you're normally trying to get the guy, person's eye, eyes and, you know, really working hard. I had people throwing $50 notes at me at $3,500 in a plastic bucket walking around Athelstan yeah. Oval. And I think that that shows yeah. just how Chris was regarded as you were right. He was Sir Athelstan. Uh, well done. Yeah. Well done, mate. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Good Thanks, on you. Thanks, Malcolm. Yeah, Chris Gregg, um, everybody... Talks about him such uh, so highly, and he, as I said, he fought the good fight. It's an insidious disease to get that, and there's no coming back from it. And we've seen, obviously, Neil Danaher has been the face of MND for for quite a while. Yeah, uh, just back to the footy, mate. Uh, Vic Metro, you know, uh, beat Vic Country today. You know, the under eighteen championships. How uh, much? Seven points. Actually, yeah. they came from behind. Uh, Marcus Ashcroft's son. Triple Premiership player, and I work with him at the Gold Coast Sun. His son, Will Ashcroft, won the Lark Medal 
Now, the Lark Medal is for the best player in the under-18. And this the is carnival. where... Yeah, the carnival. This is where this is where the next group of superstars come from. Yep. I'll just give you four names that have won the Lark Medal in the last number of years. And these... Are, I could have picked 10, 20, 20. Sam Walsh. Can play. Christian Petrarca. Not bad. Lockie Whitfield. Very good. And going back a bit, Tom Hawkins. Superstar. See... That's the type of person that wins because you've got to play three or four games and data against South Australia, Western Australia. A few years ago, South Australia won it, didn't they? Western Australia won it a few yeah, years Brent before that. Phil has been involved with that team for a long while. He's done really well with the... Yeah. So, Will, I'll, I'll tell you now, mate, I saw him running around, I reckon as a 13-year-old, 12, 13-year-old. I reckon he was in the academy at the Gold Coast as a 16-year-old. He was smashing them in a long-distance run of 8Ks, 6Ks or something. He is super fit, super skilled and super tough. Amazing. And he is now going to play for the Brisbane Football Club. He's going to follow Dad. He would, he's virtually number one pick. Haven't they got a couple? Yeah. Who's I, the other father-son there? Fletcher. Yeah. I mean, Adrian Fletcher's left. How do you get all the points to get them all? Yeah, I actually coached Adrian Fletcher at Geelong for a short while. Did you? Yeah, in the old days. Yeah, so he's been involved in junior footy as well. So that's a really good football story. The other really good football story is... I was fortunate enough to, a couple of years ago to present the Jock McHale medal to Damien Hardwick when Richmond won the flag up in Brisbane. This year, I, I can't believe he hasn't done it before, but it is the great, the legendary John Nichols oh, is wow. going to present. Big number two. To big big Nick. Coach Glenelg too, didn't he? Yes, he did come home and coach Glenelg. What a fa- went for a fantastic player, really good bloke too. So that was really nice, that announcement was made today. We're going to take a break shortly. Toddy Gray with his tips had a nice winner last week. And then Dan Menzel now... Daniel Menzel played for the Cats and Sydney, came back here and got a premiership with the Eagles. And so he can tell us about the two clubs. Looking forward to that. So Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for Lumo SA, powering local footy and fans in South Australia. And the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Hey, Malcolm Blight and David, we're repeating the news. Sydney have made one change. Hayden McLean comes in, Logan McDonald out. But it just seems a bit weird. And Sam Reid has been named and also Max Holmes has been named for Geelong. No change there. A man last week, back on the winner's list, Malcolm. Of course he I was. I backed it. Um, of course he was. Toddy Gray, we love him. Uh, for expert greyhound racing tips, follow the dogs or Greyhound Racing SA on Facebook, and also Weeks Homes Discover Different. Toddy, good evening. How are you? It's good, uh, good to get back in the winner's circle. We only got one from two last week, so we got the main course, but no dessert. Okay. Well, you can always improve on that, though. I was happy just to get one, but um, what about tonight? <laughs> Uh, got got two for you, two races tonight, lads, but three dogs. We're back in two at double figures in one late in the night. Oh, please go! I'm but, not, I'm interested. Easy. Well, we'll start with the one. Uh, we'll start with the one out first, and that is race four, number one, Spring High Low. Um, she's perfectly drawn. Box one, that's her jam, and uh, the five ninety five distance at Angle Park. I think that's her perfect distance. Um, five hundred, she gets a little bit far back. Seven hundred's a bit too far for her. So the six hundred meter trip, perfect. Um, I think she's every chance to lead here. Um, there's only, it's going to be a good battle to the first turn between her and the favourite in two. I reckon we can win that early battle, and if we win it, we will not give up the inside running. She rails, she rails like an absolute champ. And if she can hold the lead, she'll make that favourite do a little bit of extra work. 
Um, look, I reckon she's a bet than nothing each way at around about the $5 mark. Um, only two divs, unfortunately. But if she leads, I think the favourite's going to have to be 100% to beat her. And if the favourite does cross her, as long as she doesn't get a little check or a little bump or anything going around that first turn, I think she hold, she lobs second, she'll run second. So race four, number one, spring high-low each way. Sounds good to me now. You said two in, in, in one other race. You've got a double-upper. Yeah, we do. Now, these are only worth something small, and I really stress just something small. They're both double figures, though, and that is race eight, number five, Sophia Palm. Uh, she leads this race. Now, she does struggle the last 50 metres, but as we said, when you're in front, you don't. You know, if there's trouble behind, if you lead, half the battle's done. She will lead tonight. Um, so she's worth something gone at double figures, and a little saver on the six, her next-door neighbour, number six, Basil Brush Rose. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Polar opposite, this dog. He will be stone motherless out the boxes, but he will be absolutely storming home the last 150, 200 metres. His best section is his last. So to five the lead and then the six to storm home, I think one of them will get the ch- – I really do think one of them will get the chocolates and he can get double figures, both of them. Basil Brush Rose. What a, what a name. A great, it's a great name, isn't it? Well done, Toddy. Fantastic, mate. We're on. Lovely. Love to hear it, Legends. All the best. Toddy Gray there. <laughs> He's been a massive part of our show for quite a few years. And it, it's um, a wonderful night, isn't it, Angle oh, Park? Great. We've both been there lucky enough to go a few times and get wined and dined. And you've got the best view in the house, sitting right up against the glass, Chase's Restaurant. Um, if you haven't tried it, get down there and uh, make a booking. It really, really is good. Oh, any, is. More, if you any more stuff before we go to the break? Because we've got um, Daniel Menzel coming up not far away. Oh, yeah, great. What do you uh, want to get out? I love this little... Uh, yeah, what, what I'm going to do now, we haven't got. mentioned it uh, for a while, but I know there are some rugby league converts in, in South Australia, yeah. Adelaide. And the, this weekend's preliminary final weekend, David. And on Friday night, tomorrow night, North Queensland Cowboys play the Parramatta Eels. Now, yep. my Eels... Uh, Parramatta being good form. Yeah, so the Cowboys, obviously, because uh, it's a home final for and them. Penrith. And Penrith Panthers play the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And they are both oh, – Sydney Rabbitohs, a legendary club, of course, and Panthers are the hot ticket at the moment. I'm going Penrith-Parramatta um, final, the two Ps. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, well, I'm a sort of – I told you I'm a closet eel supporter, Parramatta eels, just from the old days in the 80s when they used to win premierships and a few of the players. And anyhow, the, the Cowboys have uh, done really well. So Friday and Saturday, two preliminaries. Now, the other thing is, I haven't mentioned this yet, and I've tried not to put it on a pedestal, but – my Renmark Rovers, you know, the blue and whites up on the Riverland, they won the flag. First one for a while or not? Uh, no, eight, oh, no, they've been a good club. 8-15, Wakery been a good club too. 8-15 to 4-8, they won by 31 points over Wakery. They've been in the rain. Oh, that sort yeah. of score, wouldn't it? Been heavy conditions. Now, this was pointed out to me today, David. This is a Sam Fantasia stat. Wow. Yeah, we talked about it. We went through it all this afternoon. You know how you said I've I've been involved in the most preliminary finals, yeah. which someone pointed out to me, uh, playing and coaching. Well, Chris Scott last weekend equaled. equaled yeah, equaled. He is now. Oh. Yeah, he's done th- uh, eleven preliminary finals. He played in three, and this is his eighth as a coach. Whereas I played. So he in didn't f- play in any losing grand uh, prelim finals. Oh yeah, yeah. But this is just an appearance. Yeah, eleven appearances. Okay. Uh, he missed a couple, actually, as a player, didn't he, Sam? Said he Which, missed one, yeah. yeah. And then uh, I did uh, five as a player and six as a, as a coach. So, so You've I, been joined. I, I mean, which is fantastic because it's, it's one of those stats, and I'm not all 
you know, if it was 11 and you would headed the most grand finals, you'd be really pleased. But only finals, mm, okay. it's not bad. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's like silver, though, rather than gold, is it? Um, not unless you go on and get another flag. The stat I can't believe is you never went straight through. Never that, once. I mean, that, is, that is incredible. Never once. Odds of that are remarkable. Yeah, 11 times. All right. Well done. Um, I was going to get you to read this, but I'll read it now because you're not ready. Oh, okay. If you're running a small to medium business, you know what I'm going to talk about, don't you? Yeah, as I know. A builder. Can, can I tell you something? My tongue's still working, though. Okay. You want to I, keep... No, no, go on. You, oh, okay. No, you go. Or renovate a tiler. Beaumont Tiles wants to help you out. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you can win a $25,000. $25,000. Sorry to interrupt you. Advertising package to promote and grow your business. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey. This is Sports Day SA. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports ASA for weeks, homes discover different, discover exceptional customer service. And Adelaide Auto 4x4, 15% off your first purchase. How good is that? Do you remember that name, Adelaide Auto 4x4? Well, our next guest is, uh, well, he's a former cat and a former Swan playing now for the Eagles who won the Premiership last year. And uh, I thought we'd get Daniel Menzel on just to yeah. tell us about what makes his club so great. I spent a lot of time at Geelong um, when he played outstanding player. Of course, had those nasty knee injuries. But, uh, Daniel, good evening. How are you? I'm going well, guys. How are you guys going? Yeah, thanks for coming on. It's a, it's going to be a great game, isn't it? Two two wonderful sides, though, unbeaten, both unbeaten for a long while. And you've been part of both those clubs Um I really want to ask you, what, what makes them so good? I mean, Geelong have been up for a long while and so too have Sydney. Let's start with the Cats because you spent most of your years there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped, to be honest, to be able to see both the sides make the grand final and play against each other. And so if we touch on Geelong, um, it's been well documented, obviously, their success since really 2007 and they've barely missed a final series since then. And I think a big thing with that is, so obviously, it's a one-club town. They build a really good culture there. Um, they've got some good people in place. And they've probably had a core network of leaders as well. I mean, Joel Selwood and Tom Hawkins mm. have come through um, since that time. And Joel's obviously, everyone knows how good a leader Joel's been. And, and Hawks probably complements him really well in terms of not as much, um, I guess, front of camera and whatnot. And so when you get a solid group come through like that, that are around for a long time. It just it means that the guys who come in know exactly what the expectations are and, and it, it does, it filters through the rest of the group. Now, Sydney, what about Sydney? You've, you've obviously had that, that one year there. I, uh, by the way, I reckon there's been a bit of a push from both clubs to, to play for the Daniel Menzel, Menzel Cup and, <laughs> and st- as well as the Premiership Cup. Is that right? I'll take it, bloody. I'm not sure about that. But, um, <laughs> I well, probably didn't play enough games at the Swans to qualify for that. But, um, <laughs> Actually, uh, I mean, uh, funny enough, your strike rate—you kick nearly two goals a game as you know, sort of a medium-sized forward. I mean, you, you had a great strike rate at Geelong and that, that season. Now we, we've, you've mentioned about Geelong. Okay, you've played with the Buddy Franklins, the Isaac Heaney's, John Josh Kennedy. Kennedy. I mean, and the list goes on. The Bloods culture. What did? How did you sniff it out? What did you find about it? What makes the Swans so competitive? All the time. Yeah, I mean, the Swans, it's actually it's, it's somewhat similar to Geelong in terms of the leadership that comes through. And they started that probably in the early 2000s, um, obviously won the flag in 05 and have built it through that. And so basically when you get there, 
they talk about that. They talk about the expectations, the professionalism. Um, you got to, you can't miss meetings, you can't miss massage times, can't miss anything. And so it just, it, it brings you up to a really high standard. And that's something that um, I learned straight away when I got there. And the other one with that too is their, their leaders um, are really strong on accountability and whether that be with the playing group or with the coaches and, and off-field staff as well. So I found that at Sydney. I was, I was quite impressed with that, that um, if things weren't going well on the field, then all right, let's let's get to the bottom of it. And it might not be the players, it might be the coaches, and they they call each other out and they call they so, call horse out at times too, which was pretty massive. So is that? But you're talking Parker, Rampy, Kennedy. Are they the? Are you who who are the leaders there? Yeah, they they they're the ones. I mean, Kieran Jack was still there when I um, came through, um, as well as Jeremy Bay. So they, they've sort of stemmed through those guys and been built all the way down and. Um, yeah, and it does. It just it means that the standards and the expectations you get straight away are pretty high, and and that's something that I've been able to uphold for a long time. Um, Dane Rampey's one that I was pretty close with, and he's a great leader. He's leads by example, but he's not afraid to say it as it is and, and call people out, and um, for the good and for the bad. So I think that's it's really important. And also like what they've really done with the young kids coming through. They got through the academy. Um, I got there, and Heaney and Mills were only in their first few years, and. You can tell they're going to be good players, and and obviously now Gordon um, has come through. They have got Braden Campbell, a number of other guys that are that are stars. Nick Blakey's another one, so they, they've developed players really well. Mm. Actually, you know it's great you say that, Dan, because one of the things I've always thought is that the best football clubs are no excuse football clubs, and I can tell you around there's a lot of clubs that aren't like that. You know, someone will whinge about someone or something, and it's never it always festers in the background. To actually put it on the table, sort it out, get on with it and don't sook about it, I reckon they're the best football clubs. And it sounds like both Geelong and Sydney have those have those expectations of everybody at the club. Yeah, 100%. And that's and that's exactly right, Blighty. I think it's important that it doesn't matter whether you're the first player on the list, uh, the highest paid player, or whether you're player 45. If, if guys who are at the top are getting away with things, the guys down the bottom can't, then it doesn't... Um, it doesn't infiltrate the rest of the group in terms of standards and, and what they expect. And that's something that at both clubs, they uh, they hold really high accountability of each other. And it does. At the end of the day, it does make a difference with those standards. Daniel Menzo, our guest. Uh, Daniel, tell us about the two coaches. Chris Scott, amazing to get him back up to the top when most people thought they were on the slide, Geelong. And he's, he's reinvigorated the side with, the, you know, six or seven youngsters as well as the old guys. And, and John Longmire just keeps on keeping on him. He's incredible too. Um, they look like they might be hard but fair coaches, I reckon, you know, just to be demanding but just, just want you to put in the, the best uh, you can do. How would you describe the two? Yeah, I think um, they're not dissimilar. I think they're both really good tacticians uh, of the game. I think they um, see the game really well. I reckon um, if I was to... I guess differentiate him. Scotty's probably, uh, I would say, maybe even a better planner in terms of the week and what he wants going into a game. And then Horse, maybe during the game, is really good at adapting and changing things. So that's probably two of their major strengths, um, which they've brought for a long time. But probably the other thing I've seen a little bit with both of them is, and it took maybe Scotty a little while for this, is they, Geelong had the same coaching group for maybe six or seven years between 2011 and 2017. And since then, there's been a lot of new coaches come in, a lot of new ideas, and he's sort of adapted to that and, and taken it on, and you can see it in their game plan. And the other one I'd say with that is at, at Sydney with Horse is 
Um, Horse is a very defensive-minded coach, and so Sydney's always been a really good defensive team. And then someone like a Don Pike comes in who's got that attacking mindset, that ball-moving mindset, and he adapts that to the game. And you can see how well they move the ball now as well. Yeah, indeed. Now, just going back to you personally, the Golden Grove boy has joined an illustrious band of people this year. Daniel, with your form at Woodville West Torrens, I know you're premiership player last year, but you've you've jagged the Ken Farmer medal. You're the you're the seventh Eagle player, Woodville or Woodville West Torrens player, to win that medal. It's it's a nice little medal, mate. Uh, where where have you got it at the moment, and uh, what's happening with it? Yeah, it's uh, it is funny. It's um, it's just sitting at home at the moment. It's sitting actually sitting next to my grand final premiership medal from last year. So I've got it. Uh, I've got it in my room there. And um, yeah, you obviously don't play the game for individual recognition and awards, but it's it is nice at times. Like last year was the ultimate. We won the premiership, and this year was much more of a challenge. We had a lot of younger kids come mm. through that developed. So in terms of um, being able to perform um individually myself was really happy and the other one was i played every game this year which is the first time in my 12 or 13 senior year senior career um that i've actually done that so that was something that's been always been a challenge for me and i was really happy to actually get through every game yeah look there's a great history behind you with all those medals that have won at four <laughs> i'm not allowed to talk about anybody else that won it at the woodville football club or the west torrens football club of either because it, there's a board there isn't there with all those names on it yeah, no, there's plenty. There's plenty that have won it before me that um, that are that are good. Um, you didn't win one, did you? Oh, my, he kicked about, 100 goals in uh, what 85? Yeah, 126. 126. Yeah. I, Daniel, I didn't bring that up. You did. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> I was going to say that's, we got to what you wanted me to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I have seen your name. I have seen your name as well as a few other guys on that list. Well, if you haven't, you'll make sure you have, oh, Daniel. Don't worry about that. This um, is terrible. Tyson Stengel. <laughs> What a story. Plays with the Premiership View guys, gets another chance. All Australian. Um, he's a clever little player, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Um, we call him the Prez, and um, he's unreal what he's done the last couple of seasons. Obviously came back last year in the sample, and and he's one that plays at the level he's at, I believe. He played last year in the sample and dominated some games, and the other games you thought, yeah, he's, he's done okay, but just there, and um, you can tell when you're playing on the ground next to him that oh, this guy can play any level and he will play to the level. And he certainly did that in the finals last year for us. And then it's been no surprise to me that he's gone into that forward line with the likes of Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins, some absolute guns around yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Awesome start the year. He's going to dominate this season. I probably didn't think all Australian, but I did think he's going to surprise a lot in the AFL. And he's, he's certainly done that. And he's one that doesn't mind the big occasion. So I'm really excited to see what he can do on Saturday. And who's your tip? Uh, it's, it's, I'm sort of going back and forth on this a little bit, but I'm just going to go Geelong. I think that um, probably experience, they've been there before a couple of years ago. I think they'll learn from those lessons. Um, they got, Sydney's got a very young side that has been useful and it's been great with energy, but I, I'm going to go with, with Geelong with the experience. Great stuff. Well done in your own year, uh, Daniel. Great to and share all your thoughts about Sydney and your beloved Cats. Thanks very much. No, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Daniel Menzel there with the Eagles. Ken Farmer medalist. Apparently the, the man next to me uh, kicked 126 goals in. Was that your last year? It was. Oh, you played your last game on me. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, no one would know that, though. We've never talked about it. Oh, I, I kicked five in my first game, Malcolm. 
Yeah, well, it, it, you, know, you know what I always said? It's not where you start, it's where you finish. <laughs> well, I finished down back. Yes, that's right. <laughs> you stayed forward. <laughs> Unbelievable. And now, um, listen, talking about uh, – well, you haven't mentioned this yet. North Melbourne, and they finished bottom, Yeah, are going to get two future uh, second and third round picks, but they must trade them. So they're trying to get a senior, uh, an older okay, player in. for a player. So, yeah, so – Happy re- with that? Re- I think it's – it's not giving them the world, but if they're smart with it, they could get a really good player. Two picks, second and third. Yeah. So you're talking, you know, 22, 20 and 30, 40, something, 38. I just hope they sort this mess out soon. Oh, I mean, Clarkson can't even coach um, at the at this stage, which is unbelievable. I mean, this just took everybody by surprise. Um, Tire Power, footy final sale is on right now. Gee, they're good companies, we say all the time. Tire Power, uh, get into your local independently owned Tire Power today. Not far away, Chris Nelson. Now, the race is at Toowoomba. Toowoomba, yeah. Not the Gold Coast, not doomed and not Eagle no. Farm. So looking forward to that. We'll try and get you a tip. We've already had uh, Toddy. We'll try and get you a tip shortly with Chris Nelson. All the races Saturday at Toowoomba. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey. Uh, thanks to Racing Queensland, spring racing has arrived. The Queensland Spring Carnival is here. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for more details. Malcolm, the racing's at Toowoomba. Yes, it is. The Toowoomba Cup. Yeah, it is. It, it, you know, it's one track I didn't go to, actually. I mean, you know about the race meeting and the cup and all that, but I, I actually never went to, to Toowoomba races. But I know a guy has been there many times. It's going to be a great day. Chris Nelson, how are you? I'm good, thanks, David. Uh, good evening to you. Good evening, Blighty. Yeah, it'll be a great day. But my first question is to you, Blighty. How was the goal? How was the races last week at Morvedville? Look, can I tell you something? You, I, I said to yeah. Sam earlier, I on the table we did it was a, uh, one of those cancer days, you know, for the yellow daffodil. Yeah. As you had oh, the yeah. ribbon cup down on the Gold Coast. Anyhow, yeah. on the table we sat down and there was a free best bets. You know, the old Bible that we all used to buy yeah. 30, 40, 50 years ago, and I still yeah. occasionally buy it. Anyhow, I've looked up the Queensland fields. I thought, well, we talked to this guy called Chris Nelson, and he knows a lot about Queensland racing. And I looked through the tipsters, and it's you, Chris Nelson. You, you are yeah. you are an Australian-wide figure of tipping. <laughs> Unbelievable. So I was like, let's, let's pack this we one. Know let's pack this one. Yeah, we, we know, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did, you, did, uh, you did pick up that I tipped one winner out of the nine races, though. I'm oh, sure can, can I tell you something? I wasn't going to say that, but now I will. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's entitled to a bad day, Chris. We, we know that. Yeah, no, I was going off. I said, no, nah, look, he's, he's, he's at it. Yeah, it's okay. We, no, I, I, listen, yeah. I actually backed a couple of winners. So I ended up dead square for the day, by the way. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Day yeah. out costs you nothing. Yeah, now, exactly. Tell us about Toowoomba. Um, sounds like a great meet, great day. Um, what are you expecting there? It is, it is David. And look, we've had um, we've had ordinary weather today, I must say, but it's all going to clear up for the weekend. We'll get temperatures in the mid-20s Friday, Saturday. Uh, so lovely track. The track dries out really well, so we'll be racing on something close to a good track. The Toowoomba Cup, uh, the Wheatwood Handicap is the sprint race, time-honoured sprint race in uh, Toowoomba. We have the Guineas for the three-year-olds. And we also have the uh, the two-year-old race, the Pat O'Shea Plate. Now, this is the first sighting of any new season two-year-olds oh. uh, in Queensland. It yep. might be anywhere. I haven't seen any two-year-old races yet. So uh, we kicked that off with uh, with a full field. And it's a bit hard to do the form of that race, but we'll probably just watch it from a future viewpoint. So there'll be a massive crowd on track, big social day, and everyone will be enjoying themselves. Wow. So, oh, good heavens. Yeah, I, I sort of remember the meeting, but I just... I've just never been there. Is it, is it a picturesque track like a lot of those, you know, sort of country town tracks? 
It is, yeah. It's a, it's a reasonably picturesque track. It's a tough track. The locals tend to fare well because they fare very well because there is a uh, a rise. Uh, there's quite a few contours of the track, and the city folk go there and they think, oh, this will be easy enough, and their horses just don't seem to handle the ups and downs of the Toowoomba track. So that's why the locals tend to do quite well in these uh, mm. in these particular meetings. So we'll see if that's the case again on uh, on Saturday. But look, it'll be a great day. And they have night racing there, don't they? Is that they do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. David. It- Every Saturday, pretty much. Um, most Saturday nights kicks off at about 5 o'clock and goes through till 9, 9.30, something like that. But uh, this week, of course, we're racing during the day. Although, having said that, we kick the day off at 1.13 our time and we finish at 6.20. So I'd say the last couple of races will be run under lights. Yeah, you're getting Edwin done. Okay, now we'll start – which one? We'll start with the guineas. Who's your, yeah. Who do you like in the guineas? Get, write these down, David. Okay. Otherwise, buy best okay. bets okay. and you can get no, I'm writing tips. down. <laughs> Race four is the Guineas. Number eight, I'm not overly keen here, but I'll say Madame Odette's probably the hardest to beat. Uh, one of Tony Golan's sort of going in the right direction. So we'll go with Madame Odette, race four, number eight in the Guineas. Yep. Now, Next. The Wheatwood. The Wheatwood, uh, number three, Flying Crazy, trained out of Sydney. He's got some good form uh, in Brisbane during the winter. Uh, resumes here. There's a lot in its favour here. Brad Stewart will ride. So quite keen on number three, Flying Crazy in the Wheatwood. Now for the Cup, the Toowoomba Cup, Chris Nelson, courtesy of Best Bets and everything else, <laughs> Queensland Racing. Here we go. Pressure's on, but I think this is the best bet of the day, guys. Number two, Seat of Power, to be ridden by our top jockey, Jimmy Orman. Now, Seat of Power was a last start winner at Doombin. You have to, you had to see this race to believe it. Wendy Peel Road, she must have been under instructions to stay three wide. She did. She was three wide, no cover the entire way. I thought, what is she doing? And wins. Mm -hmm. But this time uh, from barrier two, uh, this horse will not be three wide. He'll get a lovely run and I think he'll be even harder to beat. So number two, seat of power in the cup. Great stuff. Thanks for that, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Chris Nelson for Racing Queensland and Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Thanking Australia for making Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand 21 years in a row. Okay, that's just about us done, Malcolm, but um, plenty happening again with the, the teams once again. Um, McDonald out, uh, McLean in. Might be a bit of insurance for Sam Reid. Um, saw pictures of uh, Reid training. Hopefully he's okay because I, I see him as a massive uh, cog in the Sydney wheel. If he's up and running, it takes a, a big defender to stop him and um, hopefully both him and Holmes can play. They're yeah. along pretty well. You know, unchanged. Yeah, pretty much so. Yeah, a bit of a surprise though, wasn't it? it? Looked as though it was just going to be no changes, but uh, we'll wait and see. It still may be that way, David. Exactly. I just want to go back. I know you spoke about uh, Chris Fagan and how distressed he was, and it just seems strange that neither Clarkson or Fagan were consulted during a, an inquiry. Um, it's it's very hard to to feign that sort of um, disappointment, if you like, and and I just hope uh, the truth comes out. I don't know what side, but I just hope the truth comes out, Malcolm, and, and it's not been distorted or uh, people thought things were said and um, how how it comes out, I don't know. Is it he said, she said or whatever? But um, I mean, you've got a couple of guys in the industry. I, I My first thought was there's no way possibly either man would do that. That's my first thought. Yeah, I, look – yeah, I feel I, like someone accusing you. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I said, no way, no way. I, I thought if you were going to do a review or, or an inquiry, you'd actually ask the people, all the people involved. Very both sides, oh, isn't it? Yeah. And then no, I, don't, a... I don't quite get that. I don't get why that's come out as cold and as calculating without those two men having a say. And that's that's the laws of our land. I feel they've been hung before yeah, 
they've had a fair trial. In some way, I think you're right. And you Mark Robinson out there, but yeah, you know, they they got to go if they, of course, if they're guilty in that. Yeah. They, but don't. Um, and then he says, you know, and then he was saying, you know, mud sticks, mud sticks. Well, he's one of the ones generating all the mud sticking. Yeah, and look, we've seen it before. I've said that, and I did a, a sample at at a footy club one year. I must quickly tell you this: that I got forty blokes to walk in with a piece of paper, and there were seven words on it. And you had to pass, pass it, it down. down. Pass it down and remember it and pass it down. By the time the 20th player came in, it was down to one word. Wow. So over a period of time, and I took a photo of it. and you know, took Things change. And just every now and again, one of the boys would have just missed a word and it came out. So what turned out to be a seven-word thing to pass on became yeah. a one-word thing for the last 20 players to wow. say. So. And I've done it, and that's what happens. I mean, we forget stuff, we overlay stuff, we we mix stuff up. I'm just hoping that's what happened, and not what we what we had have been told what happened. It's going to be interesting because obviously they they both will deny it. They both have denied it. They said they're just deeply distressed with allegations. But how you how you get exactly what happened, uh, who knows? But hopefully it sorts itself out on this big week. Um, who's your gut feel, Geelong? Sydney. Yeah, no, well, yeah, I, I still flavour flavour the the favourites Geelong just in, just yeah, a little me, bit. Me too. Yeah, me too. But uh, I think Sydney are the best side placed, maybe to cause an upset just with that manic brand of football they play. Play. You have a great night, Malcolm. As always, back tomorrow. Grand final eve. Oh yeah, can't wait. Now for expert car service, book online at repcoservice.com. You can rely on your local Repco authorised service centre. See you tomorrow, Malcolm. Bye, David. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.